0: It's time for another episode of Tucson Means Business, featuring Tucson's top entrepreneurs and leaders in the business world. And now your host, Mark Bishop.
1: And welcome everybody to another Tucson Means Business, proudly sponsored by the 49ers Golf and Country Club with the infamous Ring Kong Grill, the hidden jewel of the desert. And boy, what a time, of course. But hey, the grill is open as far as uh, correct uh, sanitizing and spacing is concerned, and, of course, takeaway food. And the golf is, uh, is happening still, uh, sheets between players and so on. So just to keep that in mind, if uh, you're visiting town and you'd like to go out, you, the 49ers is open and doing it. And they bring us this show. Um, we do a couple a month, maybe sometimes four a month, depending. I try to get very interesting people. And it's to help local businesses in Tucson and the surrounding area where we like to promote them. And my particular guest today is going to be SparkPartners.com. Keep that in mind. Spark Partners, okay. They're in uh, North Anita Avenue in Tucson. And my special guest is Manny. He's the uh, Manny Turan. He's the managing partner of Spark Partners here today on Tucson Means Business. Hola, Manny.
0: Hello there, how
1: are you doing today, Mate? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for joining us, mate, on what is a very, very windy day in Tucson. I don't usually date the podcast because they're on forever and you never know who's going to hear them and they might be coming here, so I don't want to put them off saying it's super windy, but today's most unusual because we haven't had a lot of rain uh, you know, so far this year. We've got a bit of a dry winter going on and uh, to see the wind, wow. Anyway, um, you grew up in Douglas, not in Tucson, and which is in Arizona, of course, and you loved spending time in the Boy Scouts. Um, I think the band, too, you were in the trumpet. You play the French horn, is that right? And a drama club. That's right. Uh, yeah. So uh, I
0: grew up in Douglas, which is in Cochise County, right on the border of Mexico and about uh, 35 miles from New Mexico. And it was a great place to grow up because it, it gave me access to the outdoors um, I was, uh, you know, a latchkey kid. I'd walk to school in and, and, uh, second grade, and I'd come back home and pull my key out and, and go inside. And it was just a different generation, a different place, and I really enjoyed growing up in Douglas.
1: Well, there are uh, a nice, uh, nice lot of towns throughout Arizona, and I, I believe Douglas is one of them. This business with the Boy Scouts, I, I, you know, I can't let this go. Particularly with what's been on the news lately, I can't, uh, I can't get over what's going on. Do you have any issues at all when you run the Scouts?
0: No, not at all. So I grew up without a father. He passed away when I was uh, just a year old. So for me, Boy Scouts was a, a way to get some really good positive mm-hmm. uh, leadership examples from uh, from lots of different people, including my scoutmaster. Yep. And uh, we'd go camping about once a month, and I really learned a lot of skills on leadership and. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed the outdoors, so never had any problems with that at yeah,
1: all. Yeah, I, I mean, so was I. I got through to a Queen Scout, and my son as well. I made sure he was in it uh, in Australia. And the reality is, I never had any issues. We never didn't. I just can't get over what's going on. It's such a shame what's happened to them because I think that uh, there's a lot of men out there in business, uh, all across America, and in fact around the world, uh, that the Scouts uh, shaped, you know, their beginning in life.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, so we touched on Douglas. It's a fun place to grow up in. You graduated from the University of Arizona with a degree in mechanical engineering. And uh, was uh, regent of uh, Theta Tau Engineering Fraternity. Did I get that right? You did, indeed, okay. yes. How did that play out for you?
2: Uh, it
0: was a great opportunity, again, to continue to hone my leadership skills in being able to organize a uh, semi-professional uh, engineering fraternity. It gave me exposure to lots of different disciplines in engineering, and uh, it was a, just a good opportunity for me to find uh, an extension of what I liked in the form of a club uh, of a fraternity. And was there for uh, you know three years and became regent, which, the, which is the equivalent of uh, president, mm. and uh, made a lot of connections. And it really helped to define the direction that I went in with, in my business. Mm. Uh, in that that I started as a mechanical engineer but the the interpersonal dynamics and the the people but dynamics is what led me to become more uh, of a businessman than anything else
1: well in fact you went on to become an award-winning business leader and entrepreneur um, with expertise in the areas of innovation rapid technology deployment and sales and marketing and I think it was what uh, in fact 2011 you launched Aztera an engineering product development company, uh, which yes. quickly grew to be a hub of innovation in southern Arizona. Some of the listeners may recall that. What what actual type of products with this particular company, Manny, did you uh, produce?
0: So we did a lot of things with uh, the aerospace and defense industry. We did projects for some medical device projects, and then we did a lot of projects for energy and uh, you know our group had mechanical, electrical, and software engineers on staff. So many of the projects we worked on included uh, all three disciplines. So a lot of embedded embedded systems, a lot of uh, um, test and measurement type systems. So you can imagine uh, we'll just use a, a a car as an example. Mm-hmm. There's many systems on a car, uh, from the tires to the engine to the um, uh, air conditioning and all that. And you can imagine each of those systems needs to be designed and tested. And so we did a lot of the testing side of that uh, continuum. And it was a great time for me and, and for my company. Um, ended up closing it down in 2018. And, uh, but in, during the reign of Aztera, we, did, we worked on a couple hundred different projects. I had uh, many employees and many good team leaders went on to work at other places like Raytheon and, uh, hmm. you know, it was a good time.
1: Very good. Well, it gave you wonderful experience, no doubt for, you know, the rest of your career and where you're at now and what you're heading into, which we're going to get into a little later on. You started to look at emerging trends from what I was reading in medical devices and shifted to become CEO of, I think it's PsyOx, Cy- is that right? Correct. Uh, it's a medical device company focused on helping people suffering from COPD to breathe easier. Uh, I mean, I was interested in this because I have a touch of COPD. So I know, and I've gone through lots of testing and God knows what, it's not easy. So why the shift? Why, you know, the better income? Was it people, uh, potential of more money, or was it really the cause? What turned you on about that?
0: I would say it was primarily shifting away from a service-based industry, a service-based company. So in, in Aztera, we were uh, continuously looking for new projects, which was uh, was positive in one side because uh, it allowed the engineers to to work on a multitude of different projects, but it was difficult to run as a business because it it, it basically required constant uh, uh, searching for new projects, and uh, it, we couldn't really reuse any of the of the things that we designed. So I wanted to find a device or a product to design and sell. Mm. And that's where uh, uh, January of this year, we started a company called Cyox. We are commercializing a technology that was developed originally at the University of Arizona, and it helps people with, with COPD to breathe easier.
1: That sounds uh, Excellent. Um, You remind me actually of me a little. You don't like to sit still for very long, do you? (laughs) No, not at all. Yeah, you you have applied your vast uh, cross-market experience to launch hundreds of successful commercialization projects, uh, support the growth of established businesses, and I guess you've helped many startups launch their companies to sustainable revenue. Can you share with us some examples perhaps of uh, these successes, Manny?
0: Yeah, so I wanted to share. There's lots of examples, but there's one, one or two that really come out and uh, help to to uh, refuel my fire. And there was a gentleman who had uh, worked at Raytheon and had an idea that uh, to design and build a a new kind of yoga mat. And he came to me, and and we mapped out a process to do the design and the sales and the marketing and uh, the supply chain. And in a matter of about six months, we're able to take, it, take him from nothing to a, a, a going concern, a business, and uh, really help him to uh, live the kind of life he wants to live, which is uh, traveling. And he's able to do everything remotely, especially even now during COVID. This is obviously before COVID, mm-hmm. but uh, he was able to, to do that. And that was a, kind of a nice testament uh, to bring together all the elements that I have learned in my career to help him uh, put his business together.
1: Well, they got me fascinated. I'm trying to visualize a boring, plain old, roll-it-out yoga mat into what on earth could it be?
0: <laughs> so I'll give you just a, a quick uh, uh, vision of what it is. So his technology or his really uh, innovation is a, uh, a double-wide yoga mat that uh, is also an area rug. So it allows people to, to leave it in place uh, and do their yoga or do their exercise in their living room without having to, to – Roll it out and roll it back up every time they they do their workout, so it can actually stay in place. It looks like a like a regular air rug, but it provides some of the other features of a yoga mat, like it can absorb the uh, you know the sweat and uh, it doesn't get hmm. yucky like a like a, a, a Turkish rug might get or Persian rug.
1: Right, right, very yeah, nice. okay, nifty. And I thought there might have been something mechanical in there, or technologically, with uh, you know, maybe telling you uh, how long you've uh, been there for, what exercises you've done, or what you're supposed to still do, something like that, you know.
0: Well, you know, at the end of the day, um, there's all kinds of uh, solutions to all kinds of problems, and uh, part of what we do at Spark Partners, and then just in general, is help people really identify their true value, whatever that might be. And uh, especially if we can align it to a trend, that's where you see the, the most success.
1: Mm. Very interesting. And I'm speaking with uh, Manny Turan. Uh, he is the uh, partner and uh, founder of uh, Spark Partners, uh, along with uh, Adam Hartong. You're hearing it here on Tucson Business Radio X, uh, brought to us by the 49ers Golf and Country Club. Okay, so let's dive into Spark Partners. Manny, what is the mission here?
0: So, the, the mission of Spark Partners is to help educate uh, the business leader. So, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're an entrepreneur, which is uh, basically the same concept, but inside a, a, a larger corporation, where we want to empower people to help align their business with emerging trends and in an effort to find sustainable success.
2: Right. Sustainable
0: success is really the name of the game that we're, we all really want. We don't. It's we have different ways of calling it, but at the end of the day, we want to put something in place that's going to be able to generate income for ourselves, for our family, uh, create jobs, and and then give back to the community in a manner that we're not uh, starving, we're not gasping for air every quarter, that we're able to really um, get to that high level of sustainable success that we all want.
1: Mm. Well, that, that sounds sort of way out there and pretty generic. So I guess we're going to zero in on uh, how, what, and why with this. Uh, for now, yeah. we're sort of introducing your partners. Uh, I think I got that right, Hartung?
0: Yep, Adam Hartung, exactly.
1: Adam Hartung, and the partnership is a rising platform offering coaching, community, and online courses to help leaders identify, classify, and develop innovations to conquer their market. It sounds pretty good from a point of view of, look, you know, we've created this, there it is, blah, blah. But really you haven't expanded the mind or you haven't you haven't really opened up anything, what you could be doing with this thing or where it could go or the additions that you need to ensure this particular thing's success. Am I sort of right, right. there? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So what, we're, what we want to do with uh, with our clients is we want to empower them with the, the knowledge and really it comes down to a mindset shift. That will enable them to make some very tough decisions in order to grow their business. Uh, let me give you an example that okay. might tie everything together, including right. the concept of uh, disruptive innovation, um, which is basically an innovation that, uh, that creates its own market and disrupts the incumbent market. <laughs> A great example is what happened with Blockbuster and Netflix.
1: So you can imagine
0: and remember, Mm -hmm. right? You remember Blockbuster? There's one on every street corner. Well,
1: yeah, I I remember it was the thing and the big thing, and it was the great franchise to get into, and, oh, you know, boom, boom, boom. You make it a fortune with the thing.
0: Right, and for the longest time, they were at the top of their game. But what happened is a small little company called Netflix uh, came with a new business model, a new disruptive innovation of being able to uh, take the DVDs and ship them to you. You'd go online, you'd pick out what you wanted, you'd push a few buttons, and then in uh, three or four days, somebody delivered them to your door, you'd watch the DVD when you were done, you put them back in the mail, and that was their disruptive innovation.
1: Yeah, cumbersome uh, so, when you think about it, right?
0: It is, it was, but at the time, <laughs> it was less cumbersome than Blockbuster. Right. Because at Blockbuster, you'd have to jump in your car, and you had to go there, and maybe they didn't have the movie you wanted. And, mm-hmm. and so what's crazy is that at one time, uh, Netflix actually approached Blockbuster and said, hey, listen, why don't you uh, partner with us or buy us out and we will help you with uh, the distribution of the DVDs and all that. And the answer from Blockbuster was, there's the door. Take it.
1: <laughs> Typical head in the sand. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I bet
1: you they kick themselves now, mate. <laughs>
0: well, they're, they're gone, right? They're gone. And so What took 35 years to build up the whole uh, supply chain and market market of uh, DVD and VHS rentals was dismantled in 16 months by Netflix. Uh, And the beauty of Netflix is they reinvented themselves two more times. They they took the cash cow of this DVD delivery business and they basically said, you know, we're going to change direction. We're going to close a bunch of these uh, warehouses and we're going to take all that cash and we we're going to dump it into these uh, 50 engineers to develop something new called streaming. And, of course, we know where that story went. Mm. So mm. they basically uh, they shifted, they innovated their own brand, their own company, and they created disruption in the streaming business. Uh, and then when that became yeah. a commodity, they just did it one more time when they became a uh, production house. So their true value is the delivery of entertainment.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: mm-hmm. that's an example of a disruption and uh, yeah, very good. That's done it right.
1: Well, um, I, I read a story last night. It, it blew me away because I love flying. I used to be a private pilot, and um, I like cars. And um, I think it's Toyota have released the first flying car now. So that's amazing. There's a, the disruption on reverse engineering that. What would be the prior?
0: Well, so it, uh, a, a trend is one of the, the four major trends that we talk about at Spark Partners is mobility. Mobility is the the action of being able to take your your business and uh, work anywhere, uh, and and the ability to have uh, to dial a few numbers and have something delivered to your door, like mm-hmm. uh, like lunch, right? Mm-hmm. And so the more you can align yourself with mobility, the better chance of success that you have. Um, and, uh, you know, Tesla's a great example of a disruptive innovation in that they, they weren't the first to create the electric car, but they were the first to create it with a uh, the end in mind of, okay, you're going to need to charge this thing, so how are we going to do it? So Elon Musk, whether you like him or not, was uh, brilliant enough to lay out the framework of a, of a charging network and provide a really high-end car, which, by the way, Nobody thought anybody would, would spend $100,000 on a car, an electric car, uh, but they do and they, and they continuously uh, innovate and create new value for their uh, their customers.
1: Well, there you go. Well, so your partner, Adam, he says, don't plan for what you know, plan for what you don't know. That makes Correct. a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah. So the partner's focus really, I mean, on driving results through the, you know, proven and systematic approach to prepare both novice, And of course you get veteran business owners as well, but to lead through the planning, preparation, and execution. All right. Now I'm to understand you you both are driven to spark discussions and provide concrete strategies uh, to those eager to create businesses that don't just survive, but also thrive. How do you go about that?
0: So if we take a half step back and look what what a lot of consultants do, uh, which is to help, Companies uh, align themselves with uh, a mission statement, or sometimes they're more on the operational side and help them to make something better, faster, cheaper, and all that. And a oftentimes they take this uh, strategic plan, they build it with the with the uh, the company, and then the company takes that that plan and puts it on the shelf. And they don't see it. They don't operate, it, they're not involved with it. And so what we do at spark Partners is we help to empower the entrepreneur and business leader. So if they have the courage really to make those really tough decisions, like when Netflix made the decision to walk away from the cash cow and go in a new direction, but in the end, it took them so much higher. So there's oftentimes some short-term pain when you are shifting your uh, your business model, but if you want to survive and even thrive, which is what we want, you've got to make some really tough decisions, and that's where we empower the uh, the
1: business leader to do so that well, sounds darn good i think i'll sign up myself <laughs> i've got some Absolutely. things i need doing i uh, just touching on adam because he couldn't make it today but he's a world-renowned expert on innovation strategy and change management uh, and he has served on multiple boards including audit chair for a nasdaq traded company and has spoken at over a thousand leadership events both multi-company and single company as a keynote speaker and uh, he presents in these workshops on how to achieve faster growth uh, via higher levels of innovation. So he's a pretty cluey fellow and he's your partner. How did you guys, you know, sort of come together to do this, to set sure. up Spark Partners?
0: Absolutely, so when uh, when I ran my business uh, as Tara for many years, I was part of a group called Vistage. Vistage is a uh, I know CEO, Vistage.
1: Yes. Yep, mm.
0: peer-to-peer uh, group, and he came in as one of the speakers. And I was on the tail end of my uh, time with At Astera, and I was kind of thinking about what's next in my career and uh, just some things about what Adam said kind of got me thinking in that, you know, he's a brilliant thinker. He's a brilliant uh, executioner as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I just thought, you know, with my background in sales and marketing and, and running and starting uh, businesses and his background in taking businesses to the next level. Uh, if we partner up, we will be uh, a very formidable um, group. And so I joined Spark Partners uh, early this year, and uh, ever since then we've been going a um, thousand miles an hour.
1: Well, I've got to ask you about the Spark. Is it obvious? I mean, uh, you create a Spark. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, I asked Adam that, and uh, uh, it was just kind of a cool-sounding name. And and uh, but if you you can really uh, fold it into whatever meaning you want. I mean, mm. the way I see it. It goes back down to my days in Boy Scouts, uh, where, if you remember, uh, what does it take to create a fire?
1: Yep, simple thing like that. It
0: takes fuel, it takes uh, oxygen, and it takes spark.
1: There you go. A little bit of tenacity, a bit of elbow grease too. Indeed. Um, Yeah, well, he's a bright fellow. I mean, his insights into business growth and overcoming organizational obstacles, uh, he's been featured in over 600 journals. Uh, The research I could find out, including, uh, you know, uh, notables like Inc., Adweek, Fortune, uh, The Washington Times, and multiple radio and uh, television interviews. So uh, I'm looking forward to meeting him as well. In fact, I think I also read that he was named top leadership columnist for Forbes.com. That's got more than 90 million readers. Yes, Uh, that's that's true. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a leadership columnist for CIO Magazine and the founding editor for the International Journal of innovation science, and so on, and so on, and so on. And a Harvard MBA with distinction. Woo! All righty. Now, we talked about disruptive (laughs) innovation. That was cool. That gave me a good idea there. Why should business leaders and entrepreneurs innovate?
0: They need to innovate to grow and survive. You absolutely need to innovate. If you are a, a, a company that is producing something, at some point in time, there's going to be somebody else that's going to come in and produce something that will, will will replace you. And so you need to start looking at what's coming next and make those tough decisions to, uh, to realign your business to capitalize on what's coming next. So trends are massively important in business and uh, you've gotta align yourself to what's coming next. Otherwise you're gonna be left behind.
1: And how do you find, um, how do I say this? The attitude towards accepting you know, what you're trying to share and teach and advise on. Is there, you know, a cowboy mentality, head in the sand, or uh, do you think the CEOs and C-suite boys now are starting opening their heads and minds a little more and listening?
0: Uh, you know what? It depends on the individual. And and here's what we're doing at Spark Partners. We want to change people's mindsets uh, rather than just uh, uh, give them some some stale um, Training, we want to actually change your mindsets. Mm. So when we developed the course, it's called Think Innovation. We worked with some uh, uh, experts in adult learning to create a system that actually helps to change your mindset. Mm. A lot of times, these companies, they know what's coming down the line. We know right now, you and I speaking on this, uh, you know, right now on this podcast, we know that in the future, there will be self-driving cars everywhere. Right, but as business leaders, we often are not um, opening our eyes and our minds to the ability to do something about it. So uh, I have a friend who works at a company that makes uh, uh, auto parts, and uh, they are know that there's a shift coming, but they're still aligned with the same mentality of okay, well, it's somewhere down in the future, dot dot dot, right? And they're not really aligning themselves correctly. To prepare for that massive trend of self driving cars. Mm-hmm. So there, there's so many business opportunities just there with self driving cars mm-hmm. you can't even imagine.
1: Now, we're talking about, you know, I come out of my home of a morning and instead of me getting in the car and driving out or reversing out and then me in control and me driving to a destination, I can literally get in what? Get into the car in the back seat and, you know, whatever I've put in the computer or direction or talk, uh, the driverless car will s- start up and, and, and do its thing and take right. me there. Yep. So what else could I have in the back seat? If I wanted to sit there in the front seat, maybe I could have magazines and newspapers that are in there or something. Or well, the latest. Again, to, whole, yeah. You know,
0: absolutely. there's a whole host of, I'll mm-hmm. uh, give you another example of self-driving cars. So you can imagine the, the shipping and logistics business is a, uh, you know, two or $300 billion industry. It's giant. There is, uh, it's just everywhere. It's pervasive. You drive on I 10 and you're just bombarded by all these, uh, you know, hopefully not hit, but there's all these semi trucks everywhere, right? Yeah, that so frightens the they, devil
1: in, out of me. I got to tell you. Yeah, but go on.
0: In a not so distant future, you're going to have a dedicated line of semi trucks driving 24 seven and there'll be nobody inside. There'll be like a
1: caravan. I've seen that and I've seen the, you know, promotional videos, but you just said something then that I really like. If they did drive in line like a convoy and stayed on one side, I'd feel so much better about that. Giving us the chance to drive the left lane and go past this convoy. You know what I mean? You know what I'm getting at? Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And,
0: you know, people, uh, people tend to fear, uh, the unknown, but what's crazy about a lot of these innovations we we're really speaking of is they're not necessarily unknown. They're not coming from nowhere. All you've got to do oh, yeah. is really open your eyes and look around and see what's coming and be able to map that and extrapolate it to uh, the future. And it's not really a big stretch. It's all there.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, fabulous. I mean, uh, boy, in our lifetime. Yeah. Um... And you know, I, I've seen them testing and thousands and thousands of miles and all sorts of things. No fatalities, only one fatality as far as the uh, personal car is concerned. But uh, we're not going to stop it. It is there. It's the future, and, and it's going to happen. It's all. Did you ever see the Jetsons when you were a kid?
2: Yeah, the I television. did. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> no, these futurists all got howled down. You know, I, I know a futurist guy, and uh, he's pretty smart. And I tell you what, he was on the ball. So. What does Spark Partners say about business today then?
2: Well,
0: in business, if, if you can imagine, uh, what you're trying to do is you're trying to, to take your value and deliver it to your customers. And, you know, really what innovation is, is uh, is the ability to help other people achieve their, their needs in new and better ways. So businesses today, you've got a couple of different camps. You've got people that, like you said earlier, have their head in the sand. A lot of people want the, um, you know, are expecting everything to return back to normal, quote unquote, right? You have another camp that is, uh, and the other camp is looking at, okay, how can I realign and reshift my business so that I can capitalize on what's coming next? And really, we want to work on the second bunch, because oftentimes, no matter how hard you try, for those that have their heads in the sand, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get them to open their eyes. We want to work with people that are that have a, a vision of their company and uh, and are able to um, step aside from their fears and work with somebody to help realign their business. Fear, and by the way, so Adam talks a lot about innovation and a lot about, I mean, obviously part of the, the, the group as well. What I talk about is fear. Fear really is an interesting tool. Uh, that the, the human body and the human mind has, has been uh, uh, sort of programmed in. Mm-hmm. So fear is was there was put in place so that we don't uh, you know burn ourselves or get eaten by a tiger and all that. Uh, but here's the deal: when when you let fear uh, guides you without you understanding it, it takes you to uh, to a place of inactivity and it, it basically immobilizes you. And what I say is when you whatever you're fearful of. That's your compass. You want to go towards that because that's going to teach you about what you need to, to, how you need to grow inside in order to maximize your potential and be able to overcome that fear.
1: Well, when we come back, we're going to uh, find out uh, exactly what spark partners do provide and who are their primary audience, how you can benefit from it listeners. And I know I have CEOs listening and I know that we have a lot of uh, business people listen to the show. So that's going to be pretty good. But I've got to take a word from our sponsor, which I'm pleased to do. And, of course, that's the 49ers Golf and Country Club. Do you play golf, Benny? Uh, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, It's a lovely little course. And we'll be right back. Tucson Means Business is proudly sponsored by the 49ers Golf and Country Club. They're at 12,000 Tancaverti Road. If you're not in Tucson, somewhere around the world, but visiting, sometime you may get here. Please go to the 49ers, even if you don't play golf, because there are wonderful things to do, like eat at the fabulous Rincon Grill Restaurant. And then there's the Fitness Center, brand new with everything that you need. Isn't that right, Casey? That's right, Mark. I'm speaking with the Director of Memberships and Tournaments. And sales. He's just about chief cook and bottle washer, but he can tell us all about this wonderful fitness club. It's only brand new, really.
3: Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of funny you say that. We're um, really proud of the way that we keep it looking brand new, but it's already five years old. That building is it really? Yep. yep. But like we never know that we upkeep it. Um, you know, we keep it uh, looking good, looking fresh, smelling good. We try to keep the equipment maintained. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important for people that are coming to a gym. They want to
1: use clean, fresh well-working equipment. My word, they do. And uh, uh, one of the important things, I think, with this fitness club is that it's not that you're traditional. I mean, you've got locals coming to it from right across town. There are lots of different separate type events on, aren't there from uh, fitness type. Uh, I, I can't remember them all, but mm. the lady that runs it yep. uh, does a fabulous job. In fact, there's a few, few of them get together and create all these different sort of sequences.
3: They do. They've got a, a lot of different um, group fitness classes is kind of what we, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I want to say it's kind of a niche market really, you know, there, there's lots of gym offerings around obviously sure you know you got your big box box store kind of fitness centers that are you know they have hundreds of pieces of equipment they've got uh uh you know classes that are are scheduled and in routine where ours are unique um you get to know the instructors really well. They're your friends, you know, and then when you take don't show little up. They take
1: personal care of you, yeah. They do,
3: you know. When yeah. you don't show up to class, they they, wanna, they text you and find out, hey, okay? how come you're not there, <laughs> you know.
1: That's a nice idea. It is. So so it, from yoga through to boom, monk this or that, I mean, they do it all. There is. We offer a
3: little bit of everything. We even, you know, we have kids dance classes. We even have a woman teaching ballroom uh, dance classes right now. Um, on Wednesday nights right now, we have goat yoga <laughs> where you have these little pygmy goats that they dress them up in tutus and uh, they, they walk on your back. I
1: don't get it, but apparently it's all the it's all the rage. So. Can you imagine that? Dressed up in a tutu, walking on your back. But that's a goat. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a lot of fun indeed. And of course, the one other area is the pool. Yep, the pool. We
3: have um, a five lane. Junior Olympic sized heated year round pool, which it's uh, it's tough to find uh, heated water um, in Tucson in the winter, believe it or not. But uh, we we maintain it. We have a a youth program that swims year round. Uh, We've also got aqua classes right now on Mondays. We offer them. Um, The pool's just been really a great uh, resource for the club and its members. That's
1: fabulous. So there you go. You get a, a really good picture, don't you? But go to the website and Casey, that address again.
3: Uh, website is 49ercc.com. It's all spelled out F O R T Y N I N E R cc.com
1: you did a good job man hey thanks (laughs) Casey Polivchak lovely fellow talk to him personally about anything memberships the club whatever you want to do he's the director of memberships and tournaments at the infamous which is the, the hidden jewel of the desert at the 49ers golf and country club proudly bringing us Tucson means business you're listening to Tucson Means Business with your host, Mark Bishop, and my special guest is Manny Terran or Manny Taran, I should say. Let's talk about what Spark Partners provide and who are your primary audience.
0: Absolutely. So Spark Partners, we provide uh, three main things. We provide a, an advisory or a consultancy to help business owners, in particular, and business leaders, uh, realign their their uh, mission and uh, their business model to capitalize on emerging trends. So if you can imagine, uh, uh, if we use the example of the ocean and the sea, we help build a lighthouse to to guide them into a safe harbor and really help them to to not only survive, we're not interested in survival, we're interested in, in somebody thriving.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so that's one thing. The second thing we do is we provide uh, courses. We are about to launch Think Innovation course, which is 30-plus uh, videos. It's an online course that is a uh, wellspring of all of Adam and all of my uh, burn trust on innovation, sales execution, and uh, innovation leadership so that the business leader can, uh, can really arm themselves with the right information, and their mindset is going to be shifted so that they can, they can actually make these bold moves in new directions. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing we do is we provide community community is is we connect all these innovators and these other people that are part of our community we have a a, a podcast that we uh, we we perform every week uh, if you go to sparkpartners.com you can find our podcast there you can look for it on your favorite uh, uh, platform like uh, apple or mm-hmm. spotify and that that community really is uh, look here here's the deal as a business um, organization you know we want to raise all boats, right? Is that that what they say about the rising tide? And as part of doing that, we got to make sure that we're always connecting with, with our community, connecting with business leaders and helping them out with uh, growing their business.
1: Well, you know, many uh, there's a lot of companies say they got to do what you're proposing to do. Uh, There's a lot of companies aren't as uh, ingenious, you know, uh, and and caring and, and uh, just, you know, want to do the right thing. Um, I think with what you've mentioned there and some of the things you're going to be doing uh, prove that uh, you're going to be hands-on and you're going to be there like a a community because there's nothing worse on this online business learning and all that and uh, particularly with COVID. I mean, I miss terribly, you know, being able to go and have a beer with one of the clients or go and do this and that. You know what I mean? Uh, It's stifled communication and uh, the human experience a lot. So yeah. I, I think you know people are starving for that. What do you and Adam do you think uh, each offer as experienced business leaders that um, you think others can learn uh, from you?
0: So here's kind of a, a, a funny analogy that I that I use between to discuss. You know, Adam and I. Adam really is like Merlin. <laughs> he's brilliant in being able to look in the future. Uh, he's had uh, uh, many, many hundred predictions that have actually come to pass and it isn't some uh you know some crazy uh divination it's really just looking at the market and understanding you know reading a lot and understanding where things are going so he's like merlin right and i'm like uh, king arthur i'm out there on the horse with my horse drawn with my i'm sorry with my sword drawn you know taking arrows and so i i ran a business you know as chair i mentioned before and i've helped uh hundreds of other businesses grow as well and so i have a really good um, understanding of the startup experience going from zero to uh, sustainable growth. Sustainable oh, that's fabulous. Revenues.
1: That's terribly important. Yes.
0: Yeah. And then Adam has more experience on taking the sustainable growth and taking it to the next level. And I've got so many examples of uh, times when either, you know, me and my experience or Adam and his experiences helped companies grow uh, to the point where there was one example where, company uh, got bought for uh, five million dollars by a private equity group mm. uh, Adam came in and helped them uh, retool their value statement and their value and they were able to spin it out for uh, 35 million without doing much more than yeah. uh, changing the position of, uh, of what they did remarkable.
1: I get sick of hearing those stories. I don't know about you.
0: (laughs) I get excited actually.
1: Well, yes. All right. Excited first. And then think, God almighty, what have I got to do to do one of those? Um, give us an idea if you will, of what, what are, what are some of spark partners core values ideas?
0: All right. So here's the deal. A lot of what we teach in our, um, both in our course as well as in, um, our uh, consultancy, is very, very uh, unconventional wisdom. So one, one idea that's thrown around a lot in these circles is uh, people say, focus on your core, focus on your core business, focus on uh, delivering what you do better, faster, cheaper than before. And what we teach is pretty much the opposite. We, we say that 80% of your, uh, your day-to-day should be looking forward, not inward. So that's an example of a way you're gonna be able to strive and survive and thrive in in a new economy. Uh, you're not gonna do it by making something better, faster, cheaper. You're gonna do it by creating brand new value and being able to do it in a sustainable manner. So that's one thing we teach. Uh, I'll give you a quick example. If you think about Apple, Apple was on, uh, on the ropes and had about 40 days cash and it was about to hang up the, uh, the shingle here of, uh, you know, we're done. They were building the, uh, the computers and uh, and they made a big decision to, to walk away from that. I mean, they still did it, but they, they spent all their effort on this new concept of what ended up being the iPhone and the iPod. And by doing so, by moving away from their core business, again, very much uh, unconventional wisdom they were able to shift into a brand new market and become the world's most valuable company today. Mm-hmm. If they hadn't done that, they wouldn't be around or they'd be a, a shadow of what they are now.
1: Wow! Is, a, is that a, a common know, story? Examples of that. Is that a well-known they, story is that about Apple?
0: I, I believe so. Um, if not, you can certainly look, <laughs> look wow. online, anywhere it's all out there. And there's many other examples of companies that were on the ropes and, and made a big shift. Uh, again, it takes lots of courage, and it's a lot, it's very painful, but in the end, it's, it's a lot less painful than not making the decision mm-hmm. to change your business into a new direction.
1: Well, I mean, I guess you could point right now, two huge companies, they're up to something. One's Google and the other one is Apple. And they've got some things going on that I read about, but it's hard to define what's inside this new building. Do you know <laughs> at all?
0: Well, uh, not necessarily, but, you know, you can read between the lines. Those are two big powerhouses in in being able to uh, capitalize on this new economy that we're in. Um, And, of course, um, the other trends that we talk about uh, at Spark Partners is um, artificial intelligence. So AI right now is is a huge boom. The the next trillionaire, the first trillionaire potentially, I don't know. We'll see if uh, Jeff gets there in time, but the first trillionaire could be walking the earth right now. With an idea in their head for AI, really. Uh, so if, if you know Mark Cuban, uh, the entrepreneur, sure, yep, yep, yep. That's yep. one thing he said. Uh, I don't know about a month ago. He says the next trillionaire is walking the earth right now with an idea on on AI. And so AI is one of the the trends. Uh, the gig economy. So everybody moving away from the nine to five and now working from themselves, mm-hmm. uh, working from home, all that. You've got mobility, which is uh, you know the ability to uh, like. Right now we're both operating on having this podcast. I'm in my office and you're in your home office and it's just, it's a new, it's a new way of doing business, right? Everything's changed.
1: Well, yeah, and, and, and yeah, it is at the moment because of this down COVID thing.
0: Yep. And then the last, the last trend is asynchronous communication. So what we're doing right now is we're, we're talking in, in a manner and then you're going to record this and you're going to rebroadcast it and it's going to be available uh, in you know, t- 10 years, somebody's going to be able to listen to this. And so that's going to even expand even more so. Text messaging, instant message is, is really uh, just at the start. We think we've saturated it, but we're not even close. And that goes for the other trends as well.
1: Yeah, there's going to have to be some improvements, though, I think, Manny, and, and some laws. I mean, it's starting to drive me nuts already with the texting. And I know it's going to be huge in 21 compared to the old traditional email marketing, but... You know, um, it can't just be willy-nilly. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry, no matter what. And you could be opening up into bad viruses, into hackers. You know what I mean? There's got to be some form of guidance or protection for the consumer, I think.
0: Oh, there likely will be. And if there isn't, there's a market opportunity right there for
1: you. What was I going to tell you? Oh, a shift, divergence. I'll share a story with you, which I think, it's sort of, and because there are entrepreneurs who do different things, but long time ago in Australia, we, we, being a small island continent, of course, have nowhere near the population. In fact, you've got more in Texas than we have in the whole country. But we were, uh, you know, very keen on television and movies and everything else. And we, we grew up with American content and British content before our own industry sort of got off the ground. But uh, we were limited on channels. I think we had three channels and then, ch- then Channel 10, whom I work for, but four channels and the ABC, which is like your PBS except the government, uh, took 20 cents out of people's taxes every year uh, <laughs> to pay for the ABC because they weren't allowed to have a, a commercials or advertisements on it. But now they do in sponsorships uh here of course they're on you know every eight weeks whatever they're begging on on tv hoping that you'll send some money in for them to keep them on air as well as the governmental grants so i saw an opportunity where um we had a panam sat which was the satellite flying over australia and uh, had all these signals on it cnn cnbc god knows what i think there was about 50 channels or more because you guys have been spoiled you know you've had 200 channels for years Anyway, I uh, brought in dishes from Mexico and uh, and thought, you know what, there's, there's, there's something here that we can show free-to-air satellite television. So I formed a company called AFTUS, Australia's Free-to-Air Satellite Television Service. And then I had to figure out how on earth we were going to sell these things and market them. But the, the, the product was you were going to get a lot more channels to watch in television than you could get right now. So we had uh, in Australia, you know, you have strip malls in America and there's lots of little shops. And then we have the same sort of thing, but often they were houses with little backyards and you could put a big 2.3-metre dish in the back and take off the clothesline, if you like, and put the dish on that, but then run cables in, inside. And we had a lot of stores. A lot of guys had businesses where they fixed uh, um, you know, TVs, uh, video recorders, all that sort of stuff. And you would take it to them to, to be fixed. And they would stack all these TVs with the back of them, which are quite ugly, up against the beautiful shop windows. So you would walk high and you're not going to look because, I mean, it's just, you know, dead. So when, uh, when this thing happened and we got it going... We convinced these people to turn the TVs around, stack them on top of each other, which, when I think about it now, it's like going into a Best Buy looking at all the screens, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And instead, you got to see all these American channels with sports and, God, knows what that was going on, and it just blew their brains and it took off profusely. And uh, it was, ended up being sold by my partner because I came to America after meeting my wife on a cruise. So that came first. Of course. <laughs> and I had to walk from it. But, you know, I always remind her she's worth a million bucks so and more. There you go. <laughs> so, but what I'm getting at is the disruption of providing a service that wasn't there and finding a way to make it happen. So Absolutely. that's sort of right on the lines you're doing, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, you know, it, it really takes a lot of uh, courage and, and grit to uh, to look at an idea and create it into reality. And that's why I love business because I'm a creator. Yeah, and I yeah. love other creators. I and, can you know, see people that. that are business people. Yep, people that are business people don't consider themselves creators or creative types, right? Because a, a creative is a creator that has uh, something new to offer. Mm-hmm. And so I like to really help. Uh, the, uh, the uh, business leader uh, open their eyes to a bigger world and a bigger way of doing things.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I
0: love unconventional wisdom. I just thrive on it, and I feel as though oftentimes as uh, in life we are uh, presented with a certain path, and oftentimes that path will take us to success. There's no doubt, but the alternate path will take us to just blinding levels of success, and that's really what I want to help people do is to get that to that point and align their business and really themselves to be able to uh, stretch their wings and climb uh, towards the sun.
1: And that's fantastic because uh, when people are in their wheelhouse and they're happy and it's coming from natural and inside, you want to get up in the morning. You want to get on with life. And I'm, yep. I'm exactly like you that way. Uh, you know That's why I got into this business after getting out of the media for so many years of radio and television. I was retired. In fact, I still am, but when I took this on for Tucson, uh, it was to help businesses, to help them be able to do something new. But I tell you what, you know, three years ago when I started it, uh, podcasting wasn't as well-known uh, or, 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 you know, acceptable from a point of view of how it can help a company or business. I've got clients now getting amazing returns and stuff that they can't get with any other form of media done correctly, uh, but it took a lot of convincing. And at the end of the day, it's a new mode, it's a new way, and that's the way it's happening. And, and I think you've got something terrific that's going to happen with Spark. I mean, I'd love to, what i got to do is we'll have some lunch together, I think, and I want to bounce some ideas off you, and uh, I would love to be able to uh, see what you, and Adam, this sounds fantastic, what you're going to be offering uh, all the businesses here. Now, this is not just Tucson either. You're going to be national, aren't you?
0: We have international clients. I mean I have people that I talk with that are, are in the Middle East. I've got South American contacts. Uh, same with Adam. So we want to make sure that uh, we're – again, this new economy, mm-hmm. the, the world is getting more and more flat every year, and <laughs> uh, you know, we, can, we can host um, – clients from anywhere really sure and uh, with the advent of zoom and all these other tools and technologies we can do it pretty much anywhere
1: yeah lots of good platforms other than zoom coming out as well are yeah, you absolutely. are you hoping for tucson business to really get behind you and adam with this manny
0: no i'm not hoping i know it's going to happen all right <laughs> because hope to me do
1: you I'm know many the tucson business
0: <laughs> yes that, yes and so here's the here's the word about when i ran as tara um, and you know, there was one word that there was a couple words we couldn't say a few, uh, of these four letter words that we couldn't say in, uh, in our business. And one of those was hope because when we're, when you're in the business of getting things done, mm-hmm. uh, I don't like to hear the word hope. Well, I hope we can get him to say yes. Well, uh, well, I hope that she can do this. Well, I, well, you know, I would rather not hope I'd rather know, I'd rather right. go in there and understand, if it's going to happen, or not going to happen, because we need to get things done, and uh, and hope is is a word that's reserved for uh, fairy tales.
1: There you go, totally agree, very positive, <laughs> and it programs the mind. And I remember when I used to, uh, all going back in the early days and so on, resume I always wrote on the bottom what David Henry Thoreau would would say or a statement, but uh, I'd add to it. You know, i I'm, I just like getting the job done. And uh, for me, it was like positive. It was going to be. It was not if we could or whatever, but somehow we would, you know. Well, look, yeah, I, I, I want my listeners now. For starters, we've got um, www.sparkpartners.com. That's the organization URL. A lot of reading on right. that. And they can find out a lot of information. The uh, linkedin.com slash company slash the Partners. Right. Right. Anyway, guys, if you're driving and you're hearing this, don't worry about writing anything down. It's it's all going to be up on the site of Tucson Business Radio X here. Uh, just go to that, www.tucsonbusinessradiox.com. Uh, it's also going to be on all the different platforms out there across the globe, but it, it stays on our channel and my channel here in Tucson. So you can pick up all the addresses, all the phone numbers, everything else you need is going to be right there. Twitter, the whole darn thing. I'd love to wish you, you know, you and Adam, uh, Manny, all the very best of uh, British, as they say, even though I'm Australian. Um, And, you know, let's hope it really goes not hope. We know it's going to go well for you and uh, that you indeed help a lot of companies, not only here in uh, beautiful old Tucson, but in the Pueblo, but uh, across the nation and, in fact, around the world.
0: Yes, thank you very much, Mark, for the opportunity. And, you know, I think that in the end, uh, what business is and what life is, is the interaction with other people. You know, we don't live in the middle of Siberia here. We're interacting with uh, business associates and uh, um, clients and family and friends. And, and so uh, I believe the, everybody that is aligned with helping people uh, achieve their best is uh, certainly a friend of mine. So I consider you a friend, Mark.
1: Well, I appreciate that very, very much indeed. And I look forward to uh, to meeting you in person, Manny. And uh, so the best of luck to you and uh, Adam, okay? And give him my regards.
0: Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Well, there we have it. Manny Turan, sparkpartners.com, everybody. Spark partners you're going to hear a lot about them and uh, what an interesting fellow because you know what most engineers I've ever met um, and I don't mean any put down here or anything but they're a little bit more stoic and you know not as open and uh, cordial and speaking and so on and uh, but he's very good and uh, it's a pleasure to listen to and enjoyable so and a rather clever fellow so if you're in business by gee i'd be looking at what they've got right now because they're going to be leaders in their field okay hope you enjoyed the show we'll be back with another tucson means business proudly sponsored by the 49ers golf and country club tucson's hidden jewel and i'll see you then